Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome in your host. Hello, enthusiasts. It's me, your host, Jessica Gardner. Have you heard Ace is planning a coaster trip through Europe? Listen to these numbers and just try to wrap your brain around this. 12 parks, three countries, more than 80 coasters, plus an option to add a fourth country with 22 more coasters. How are those numbers, right? Well, this sounds like one incredible trip. And preparing for something like this is no small feat. But I just happen to have today with me the team that is planning it, and we are going to cover it all. With registration opening up this week, I am sure if you're considering it, this episode is really going to help you out. And even if you're not going, or maybe you're listening to this a a year from now in the future, maybe you want to hear about all the parks and coasters so that you can plan a bucket list trip of your own. And just a reminder, if you are looking for the answer to something specific, or you want to jump to the part that pertains to you, you can always check our episode show notes with the time code so you can just forward to what you need. And now let me introduce you to the ACE travel dream team. That's what I'm calling you all. Sherry Armstrong. She is the international trip coordinator. Hi, Sherry. Hello. Vanessa Thomas. She is the international trip communications lead. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Jessica. And Jimmy Tico, international trip parks lead. Your job sounds the most fun, Jimmy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of work in the beginning of it. Also, golf clap to you for actually pronouncing my last name right on the first try. On so, the first try. Well, Jimmy, you've been a guest on our podcast before, haven't you? I don't think so. What really? Oh no, no. I generally don't think they like to give me a live mic. I might say something. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, Jimmy. You have other positions in Ace as well, correct? Can you tell everybody what those are? Yes. So along with the the parks team lead for this international trip, uh, I am also on the executive committee as the history and preservation director. I am also the regional rep for the Eastern Great Lakes region of ACE, which includes all of Ohio and Michigan. Well, I hope you're doing okay in Ohio with all those crazy storms. Uh, Our thoughts are are with you all in that region. Um, Vanessa, you're also the assistant Region or one of the assistant regional reps in the Pacific Southwest. I've seen you at Magic Mountain a few times. <laughs> That's correct. And what are you? You have other positions in ACE as well. I'm also a volunteer with the Volunteer Recognition Committee, and oh. I do various other things. But most of my focus right now is on the international trip. I bet. I'm sure it is. And of course, Sherry, my roomie. (laughs) Sherry and I were roommates at an ACE event. (laughs) Sherry, uh, you have been a part of ACE for a long time and held many positions, correct? That is correct. I've retired from the executive committee, as I termed out. I was treasurer for eight years on two different times of four years each and I was secretary for two years and Sherry I just have to mention this because it's so fun when we were in Epcot I found out your really cool coaster claim to fame about you and wooden coasters can you tell everybody just for fun that I have 
I think you're referring to that I have ridden every wooden coaster in North America. Yes, that's exactly what I am referring to. <laughs> I think that's a pretty awesome claim to fame. Um, and that we, I completed that actually in 2003. And every year now I have to travel to any park that has a new wooden coaster to be able to keep them all up to be able to keep that up and keep that oh good for you that's well i mean that twist your arm twist twist right. i'm sure <laughs> Well, all right. Thank you all to the three of you. First of all, thank you to the three of you for all that you have done for ACE. I know Vanessa was talking about recognition committee. And of course, we want to just thank you all for everything that you've done and make sure. I'm sure, you know, sometimes in the comment section on on Facebook and and whatever, people want to go on there and sometimes give their opinions or complain. But we want to make sure that also here on the podcast, we are recognizing the amazing work that volunteers do within our organization. So thank Thank you all for all that you have done and and are doing and continue to do, and especially about this trip. So let's get into it. All right, the dates, easy. We're gonna get we're gonna get some like facts out of the way first, and then what I'd really love to do is walk through as much of the trip, like minute by minute, that we know so far, or day by day, I guess, as much of it as we know so far. But first, some facts. The dates of this trip. The dates for this trip are July 6th through July 21st. We end, we end the main part of the trip July 18th in Munich, and then there's an add-on from the evening of the 18th when we fly to Poland, and we end in Poland on the 21st of July. And, and Vanessa, and, can and then, you go? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry to interrupt. So, I, like, just for clarity's sake as well. So, yes, it is July 6th through the 21st. However, like, the bookend days. So, there is no coaster riding on July 6th. There's no coaster riding on July 21st. Coastering begins on July 7th um, and goes through July 20th. Got it. Thanks. That is correct. We're going to register and have a meet and greet on July 6th in the evening because we leave very early on July 7th in the morning. So our, the hotel for the night of July 6th is included with your registration. And our last hotel is Enislandia, and we will stay there probably until it closes and then go back to the hotel. And then everybody can leave on Sunday morning, the 21st of July. All right. Who's got the list of countries? So the three countries in the first week, uh, it's the Netherlands, um, Belgium, and Germany. Uh, also, one other thing that I'd like to add uh, for all of the Swifties uh, that are here, Taylor Swift will actually be in Amsterdam a few <gasps> days before this trip. So first, you could all thank Taylor Swift for making lodging an incredibly difficult thing to try <laughs> to find um, in Amsterdam for that. But we managed it. But if you are a Swifty, she will be She will be in Amsterdam. I believe it's the 4th, 5th, and 6th. So. Oh, that would be your own personal add-on, yes. Swifties. Yes. That would be your own add-on. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. But also, right, right, I saw that note. It was like, we wanted to stay in Amsterdam, but the Swifties are all taking over Amsterdam. So but good to know. Good to know. Um, you know what? What I'd really like to do here is jump right to the price because I hate when people leave that for last. And I feel like that's the thing. That's the, the big question that everyone has. So I know it's a little tricky, but let's look at some of these numbers. I've got it pulled up here on my um, ridewithace.com, which you can always check under the events calendar to see all of this information. So does someone want to walk us through the, the numbers on this? Maybe Vanessa, do you want to be that person? Sure, I can give it a shot. We have multiple prices because we have multiple options. 
So uh, I'll start with just the main trip only where uh, we start in uh, the Netherlands and go to Germany. These are all estimated costs, I will say up front. Uh, we're still working out some of the last details and don't have the final pricing yet. So these are currently estimated costs. Uh, for the main trip, if you are in a double room, rooming with someone else in your room, um, it is $3,000 per person. And if you want a room of your own with no roommate at all, a single room is $3,800 per person. That's the main trip only that ends in Germany. And if you are planning to do the Poland add-on in addition to the main trip, that double rate is $3,925, $3,925 per person. If you want a single room all by yourself, it's $4,950 per person. And then uh, registration will open up uh, very soon. And the deposit amounts will be uh, $1,500 for each person in a double room. And it will be $1,900 for a single room. Great. And can you go over what those prices include? Is that just lodging? Is it lodging in parks? What, what does that look like? Yes, that's a good question. Um, all of these costs will include all of the hotels during the trip itself. So like Sherry said earlier, that includes the first night uh, just outside of Amsterdam. And um, it goes through Germany for the ones who are uh, only doing the main trip. Uh, that will, the last hotel night would be on the 17th of July. And if you're doing the Poland add-on, it would include your hotels through uh, the night of the 20th of July. So all the hotels are included. Uh, the transportation between the hotels and the parks that we are visiting on the trip. Uh, we will be on coaches. That trip, that cost is included nice. in, the, in the price. And uh, we will also have breakfast each day at uh the hotels and of course it'll include all the admissions to all the parks that we're going to wow that's really great what does it not include so the flight to get there or drive there depending on where you live in the world yes most importantly that is the most important thing that it does not include is the transportation to the first hotel and uh after you leave the last stop great and this is in USD, we don't have to, you know, do any money exchanging now, correct? That's this is correct. right, great. Um, great. Anything else that anybody wants to add to that? I just want oh, to add that oh, it does it does include breakfast every morning at the hotels, but it does not include other meals throughout the day. And if there's any sort of ERT that's gotten or any sort of like tour or anything, would that potentially be an added on price or? ERT is included in that price, the ERTs that we have planned. Uh, there is one option uh, to add on the Rublantica water park at Europa Park. That will be an add on. So that is not included in the price. It's an option if you want to attend uh, the water park at uh, at Europa Park, then that will be an additional cost. Great. And then in terms of um, the hotels, what what are we looking at? Are the what would you compare or the hotels that you're sort of looking at? Or like what are we talking like Marriott type hotels or like a Motel Six type hotel or Grand Floridian? Like what are we looking at? <laughs> I 
think we're looking at more like the Marriott type hotels, Hampton Inns, nice, nice hotels, but not, you know, not Hyatt's and those types of hotels and no Motel 6s. Got it. Okay. So no, no, like hostels where everybody's sharing a bathroom or something like that. Correct. Yes. Yes. One, one exception uh, to that, I would say, and I could safely say it is uh, Europa Parks lodging. Um, I don't remember the exact hotel there, but I do know that it is on property and it is incredibly nice, but the name uh, slips me uh, there. So that is certainly a, a nice little treat. Oh, lovely. Okay. Um, and then just a little bit more about the money there. Um, are what what are the terms of this is are is the deposit refundable to a certain point is it completely non-refundable what what are the terms so once you've paid your deposit uh you can get the deposit back if you cancel uh by march 15th minus two hundred dollars so if you cancel by march 15th you will get your deposit back minus two hundred dollars after march 15th uh currently we do not expect to uh, refund the amount that you've paid. So Understand. it is a commitment. Yeah, this makes sense. And then there will be a second payment and a potential third payment as well, right? That is correct. Right. So it spreads it out a little bit. You don't have to pay for it all at once, which is really lovely. And I, I think we would all, we all appreciate you doing that. We, um, we aren't anticipating a third payment, but it really depends on if there's fluctuations in the currency. Of if, course. If some, we, you know, have contracts with the parks. We don't know if all the taxes have been included in those contracts. Um, the contracts for the hotels, some have, we don't have like city taxes yet for those hotels. So it depends on like some small amounts that might get added at the end that we aren't aware of yet. And that's what the third payment would be. It would not be another large payment. Got it. So I would say if you're listening right now and you're looking at your finances and trying to figure this out, you also have to include, you know, maybe start Googling what a flight looks like uh, to the Netherlands from where you live or what a, you know, bus or if you're already over one of our ACR Europe members, what something like that transportation would cost and what that would look like for you. And then understand that once you're on the trip, that there are some things that are taken care of for you, which is definitely the benefit of of traveling with a group like this one you're not alone and two someone's already figured out all the logistics of how you're going to get there and how, where you're going to go and how many great coasters you're going to ride right yeah and one thing i'd like to add to like so this is this is just from from me traveling um a good bit and traveling overseas um it is like this is during the summer it is peak travel time to europe but it just a couple tips as far as like you know trying to find those cheapest flights. Flexibility is going to be your key. If you're able to maybe change your arrive date, obviously making sure that you arrive like you know on on Saturday the the sixth. But if you're able to go maybe a couple days beforehand, or if at the end of the trip if you you know maybe extend it out a day or something, there flexibility in dates is going to do is going to go a long way to maybe finding some some cheaper airfare, uh, and then depending on your level of comfort and what you feel, being a little bit flexible with airports as well. Like a mm. good example is if, you know, like let's say you live in Toledo and you're used to flying out of Cleveland, but if you're a little bit flexible and you maybe spend that extra half hour drive or whatever it may be and you fly out of Detroit, there could be big, big savings there. So like think of friends that you have maybe in neighboring towns, like maybe you could crash at their place the night before or night after because being able to move around your airports, move around your dates, um, it, it can really make a big, big difference on cost. So that's just a personal tip of mine. 
That's really great advice. Great tip. Thanks, Jimmy. And then also I would just say um, in terms of your other spending money there, just looking at maybe the parks that you're going to and what the prices are there and so that you are aware of, you know, what you might want for lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks, and of course, merch, spending money, all of that sort of stuff. But all right, let's move on because I think it's time to walk us through all of this, unless there's any other like boring fact stuff, not boring, this is all important, uh, but any other fact thing. I, you know, actually, wait, before we do, there's something about um, a minimum age. The minimum age is 13 years old on, by the time we, when we travel, they have to be 13. They don't have to be 13 yet, but they have to be 13 when we leave. And children 13 to 18 need to be accompanied by a parent or a legal guardian. That makes sense. Was there a reason for the, the 13? It's, it's a really strenuous trip, and we found younger children really are going to have a really hard time keeping up with it. It's, 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 it's very tiring, and uh, we, just, we just felt that that was a good age to cut it off at, that you know, we don't want really young, young children. I mean, we wouldn't want five- and six-year-olds on the trip, probably, because I don't think they could, they could handle the stress of what we do. Got it. The international trip is a little different than any other trip you've been on in the U.S. with ACE. When you're at CoasterCon, for example, you are free to come and go as you please. Uh, you can go back to your hotel and rest if you need to in the middle of the day. The international trips, you're not able to do that so much. Uh, you are with the group the whole time. You're on the bus. You are taken to the park uh, many miles away from your hotel. You are at the park until everybody leaves again. Uh, so you don't have the ability to go back to your hotel and rest if somebody gets tired. Um, you have to commit to being on, at the park and being ready and able and happy to be there all day long. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, and one thing I'd, I'd add to that is, um, so yeah, Vanessa is exactly right. Uh, but as a point of clarity, when we are at the park, um, it isn't it isn't organized at that time. So, you know, we're not all like moving as a big mass group, like all going to the same stuff. When we drop you off at the park, you could handle and tackle the park however you please. Um, so just a heads up that it isn't that level of structured. We get you there. What you do with that time when we're there is up to you. Perfect. Okay, let's go. I feel like we've handled all of the all the tricky conversations there. Got them out of the way. That's the way I like to do it. And now let's get into what this trip actually looks like. So however you're going to get there from wherever you are in the world, you are going to arrive at the NH Utrecht Hotel in like near Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Is there, do we have, do we know what the closest airport is to there? It's the main airport in Amsterdam. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I think it, it, it's Schlepel, I think is how it's pronounced, but there's one giant airport in Amsterdam and that's, that's the airport. And you're going to show up there on July 6th. You're going to check in and is there like a certain time that like everybody has to be there? Like before we need to talk about the hotel is about 30 miles, I think, south of Amsterdam. The, we will be providing very detailed instructions. There's a train that goes from the airport to the hotel. And we will give you very explicit directions on how to get to the train and how to take the train to get to the hotel. As it was mentioned earlier, there are no hotels around the airport that would hold 200 people. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> one one of... One other thing that I'd add too, so like when 
if you're listening and you've never been over to Europe, like when you think train, you're like, oh my goodness, it's that Amtrak that shows up at 3 a.m. that you know is it's always late to us. That is yeah. always late to us. Like it's no, not like that. But like trains and and public transport, uh, especially in Amsterdam, are are very good. They're reliable. They are safe. You know, you can take it with confidence. That this is true. Thank you, Jimmy. And also, we'll probably try if a group of people are all arriving at one time and they're not familiar with how what they should do. We will try and have some group meetups at the airport if we can arrange that at certain times to, to you know get people to to the hotel. Check in at the hotel is at three o'clock in the afternoon, but I understand that most flights are probably going to come in in the early morning. And how how many people are going on this trip? What's the what's the cutoff? 196 on the main part of the trip. 196 on the main. And then is there also a cutoff on the Poland part? The Poland part is cut off at 177. 177. Okay. So not. We didn't make up that number. That's all the airline tickets we could get to fly everybody from Munich to Krakow. Oh, that's the reason. I was wondering why it wasn't just part of it. Was that the reason why? Just because of the flight? Yes. Yeah. All right. This makes sense to me. I'd I'd also add to like in, you know, we, we do expect this trip to be pretty popular. Um, just know that we really, really, really tried to get the largest amount of Acers over here possible. But there's a lot going on in the summer. So the fact that we're able to get just shy of 200 people is a really impressive feat from uh, from the transportation team. So uh, just just know that we did everything we could to maximize the amount of uh, members that get a chance to, to attend this. So Great. Thank you for doing that. That's, I, I don't Actually, we have a lodging team and they have just completed getting all the hotels. And they have had a lot of problems finding hotels with that we could you know, put up with 196 people. So it has been a huge feat for them to, to get all the hotels. Wow. Well, thanks to that team as well for doing that. Um, so, all right. It's July 6th. It's 3 p.m. We've checked into the hotel in Utrecht. And then, then what happens? What happens? What's next? Everyone goes to the Taylor Swift concert. Okay, where are we sitting? <laughs> I made friendship bracelets for everyone, so this will be great. <laughs> we'll, probably, we'll probably have a registration sign up probably from like six to eight, where we'll, we'll have the coach captains and other people down in the lobby so that they can all meet each other, um, get their name badges, and find out any last minute details that we need to tell them about boarding the coaches in the morning. And they're free for the rest of the day. Utrecht is a very historical city and there's a lot of interesting things that people can see during the day if they want to walk around the city. One thing that I would add too is, you know, every, like there's, there's going to be, there's going to be a wide variety of people on this trip. So if you're the adventurous type and you want to take that day to explore around in Utrecht, you know, it's a very cool city. Have fun doing that. But also if you're just the, that's too much for me, that's okay. Like you're going to find people on this trip that kind of match your level of, of adventuring uh, sort of thing. So I think it'll work out good no matter what type of traveler you are. And so then we wake up on July 7th and where are we going? We are going to Walibi, Holland. Uh, it's about, I think it's about an hour and a half uh, drive or so in the morning. Um, Walibi, Holland was formerly known as, uh, as one of the Six Flags parks when Six Flags did own that. But their, um, their significant coasters are Untamed, which is an RMC, Lost Gravity, which will be many, uh, many trip attendees' first um, mock Big Dipper, 
style. Um, yes. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's super wonky, fun. Uh, and then they also have Goliath, which is a intimate megalite, I believe. Have you all been there? I have. I have. I have not. Ooh. Yeah, I, I also I also went during uh, during like a special wacky Wednesday thing that they had, um, where everything was EDM themed. So I I don't believe that that's going to be this, but they had bubbles on the train with a DJ in the back, and you could put on blindfolds while riding Goliath. So oh my gosh, that's the kind of fun you know zany Dutch vibes that Willie B Holland gives. So cool. Oh, that's very exciting. And so once we get to the park, like, does everybody stay together or everybody just kind of like spreads out and does their own thing? I, I think it, it, it really is kind of up to you. I do believe um, we are looking at ERT at this park, um, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I can't remember if it's in the morning or the evening. Uh, it's in the morning. At least as of now. Like, if the park comes to us tomorrow and is like, it's evening, like, well, all of this, it's tentative, you know, sure. as, asterisk mark. Don't quote me. Your mileage may vary. Yes. Attendees. I just want to explain that parks in, in Europe are having the same parks in, that the United States is having with staffing. So a lot of our ERTs, times, and what we're having it on are going to depend on their staffing. And they won't know their staffing until April or May when they start hiring it and, and get their parks back open for the summer. Right. Good point. Really good point. And so then we're doing how many days at Walibi Holland? We will be there for one day. One day, and um, yeah, and we think is that gonna be good? We're gonna be yeah. able to cover this whole park. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So I will say, like when I when I went there um, on on our own, we did this uh, we did this park in in one day, and it was pretty easy. We actually drove from Amsterdam, uh, and then we're maybe there for about six hours. So we were able to to definitely knock it out in a in a in a timely fashion. Uh, one other thing I do want to add too is so some of the parks will have. Um, like quick queues or skip the line sort of things. Some uh, some of these are built into the price. Others you can still like decide to purchase on your own if you want to at the front. Um, skip the lines aren't as common in Europe as they are here, but some parks do offer them. I do know that, that Walibi Holland is one of those parks. Um, I can't remember if we're doing a quick queue there or not. That is still being sorted out, but like, that's something to consider as well. Like if you look at the the lineup at this park and like, oh my goodness, I love this, and we're gonna, you know, the park's gonna be open from here to here. If you if you still want to like, you know, go and purchase your your extra quick cues on your own because it's a park you're really passionate about and you want to get as many rides as you can, you could still do that on your own. Cool. Okay. Good. So you can sort of make your own little modifications if that's one, something. One other nerdy point on this, um, they have a they have a really cool boomerang, and yes, I know. Boomerangs aren't cool. This one is cool. <laughs> we don't judge. We don't. So, you know, some people love boomerangs. All right, we'll take your we'll take your word for it. Cool boomerang. Okay, and so then we close out the park. Yes, and go back to the same hotel. Correct. And then we wake up, and it's Monday, July eighth. And where are we going? We are going to Efteling. Efteling. Efteling is wonderful. Um, we will be there the uh, the full day. Um, ERT is a possibility there again. You know all the caveats with that. Um, Efteling personally, and I could talk on about Efteling uh, for for quite some time, but it is it's my second favorite park in the world. Um, wow! I, ad I adore this place. They have they have a storybook forest. Like it's basically Disney without the IP. 
um, that you're used to. Like they have a wonderful storybook for us that I, it's like you could spend a whole day in there if you wanted to on your own, like if that's your sort of thing. So if you're not a crazy coaster rider and like let's say you're thinking about like coming with somebody who maybe hasn't, isn't as into coasters, Efteling is an awesome park for them. Uh, they also have a water coaster that I absolutely adore. Um, they uh, Baron a B and M dive machine. They have a, uh, a GCI racing Woody. I know I am forgetting others. They have dark. I think they have like three, four dark rides, and they are all absolutely fantastic. And I, I'm talking like Disney levels of theming and goodness. So I am an Efteling stan. I could talk about it for forever, but. You don't want to listen to that, so. Well, I, I'm enjoying this very much. I want to hear about all these parks. I've never been to any of them, so uh, I want to hear about all of them. Um, all right, so we're closing out Efteling. Back to the same hotel again? We're staying at the, the New Hampshire Hotel, the Utrecht Hotel, the 6th to the 8th. And the night of the 8th, we go to Antwerp. Okay, so then, so everybody will have checked out in the morning before Efteling. Yes. And maybe put their stuff on a bus. Great. Okay. And then we get back on the bus and we check into the next hotel after in the evening after Efteling. We only have seven hotels for the 18 days. That I think there are 16 days. How many of our days it is that we're there? We only have seven hotels. So we try to put hotels in kind of a central location to two or three different parks to make Brilliant. it easier for trying to check in and check out. Because in Europe, you find out that the hotel is generally has an elevator that will hold three people and two pieces of luggage. <laughs> and it's a long line to get up and down in those elevators. So it, it's not always an easy so, situation. So we thought that it would be easier to change hotels a little less and have them a little longer. Speaking of luggage, I did see that there was a limit on luggage. Can maybe Vanessa, can you talk about that? So for this trip, everybody is going to, each person, each attendee, is going to be limited to one large suitcase. And that suitcase can be up to 50 pounds. Uh, we will have uh, limited space uh, on the coaches for luggage. And that's the reason for the, the limit for the main trip. And then of course, those going on to Poland will be taking a flight and our, our uh, airplane tickets only include one piece of checked luggage. And that will also be uh, a 50 pound limit. So that is our limit for main luggage. And then on the bus, we don't have a whole lot of uh, storage space overhead like you would on an airplane. It's a very tiny space overhead. So everyone will be limited to one piece of carry-on item uh, for the, the coaches. Is there any time while we're there, is that we're, as if I'm going, <laughs> we, I'll say we as in we all of the Acers who are going, um, is there time for laundry? Is there is that a thing that you can do at any of the hotels? Or we, we will give them a list of the hotels and they can check to see if they have laundry facilities. It's also possible, when I travel to Europe and I've done it many times for two or three weeks, I do the entire trip with a carry-on size suitcase. Wow. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the same way. I, I've done two, my wife and I, we've done two and a half weeks and we both just had a carry-on um, sink laundry and uh, you know various tips on quickly drying and stuff goes a long way yeah there are way there are ways you can quickly do laundry there are, are soaps that you can buy that are like low suds soaps that like they use for camping 
that are really recommended for like in a hotel room where you can just wash out a shirt and a pair of shorts, you know, take some clips and hang it up. And if it's still a little damp in the morning, take some Ziploc bags in case you do have to pack it. But that's what I do is I, I wear my clothes. I'll wear the same clothes two or three times. I wash them in between every day, by the way. <laughs> but, wow. But yeah, yeah you, you could do that. You can do it without, you don't need, you know, a whole outfit for every day. Sherry yeah. saw our room. Sherry was my roommate and saw the way I pack. <laughs> so this would be, I need a like, and, special and, outfit. And, and I, I will say too, like when it comes to the packing side of it, like it isn't like, it isn't just, it's just going to make things a lot easier. Like you are going to be lugging your luggage off and on the bus, you know, multiple times and, you know, having to carry it around, you know, in, in hotels and that sort of thing. So, you know, pack, packing light makes a lot of other things easier. If you're that adventurous type that, you know, gets into Utrecht early and wants to go, you know, out and about, like it's a heck of a lot easier to, you know, uh, roll a roll a little carry-on bag on a cobblestone street than it is, you know, 60 pounds of, uh, you know, of a massive carry-on. Yes. <laughs> and you have to remember, you have to get that suitcase from the airport on a train to the Utrecht hotel too. So you're right. going to be transporting it at that point in time also. I feel like this is also a good place to mention that these tips and tricks about packing and laundry and all of that uh, are probably going to be talked about within the ACE International Trip Facebook page. So if you are on Facebook or even if you're not, get, a, get an account and I think you're going to find a lot of information and people talking back and forth on there and giving those tips leading up to July. So if you haven't already, go ahead and look for that Facebook page and make sure you join. Um, all right, moving on to, we've moved to another hotel, we've left Efteling, and where are we going to the next day? We're going to Plopsalin de Pan. Uh, most people will know this as the home to Ride to Happiness. Uh, and the and we are planning on having ERT on Ride to Happiness. Asterix, nice. all, the, all the stuff. But yes, uh, Ride to Happiness, ERT is the hope there. Um, you may also see some other uh, i believe this is a place that has a log flume that is themed to volcanoes and dinosaurs and at some point may have the water dyed red i could be, i know that there's a volcano and dinosaurs i do not know the color of the water well these are the things you should have looked up jimmy i mean come on what are you trying <laughs> i'm just kidding of course we'll we'll let it slide we'll let it yeah. slide <laughs> I, I, I will say of all these parks, uh, Popsalan Depend was one that I have not been to. So I, I'm, I'm with you there in that I know it of uh, just of what I have seen on the internet. And I forgot to mention this earlier. So I am far from alone on the park team side of this. Um, a massive, massive portion of the work has been uh, done by the Ace Europe Regions uh, team. Uh, Joe Pools and his team have a lot of the relationship and stuff over there. So um, I do not want, nor do I even dare deserve uh most of the credit to this most of the credit goes to them on their side so we had some europeans on our side when it came to planning this as well oh that's so helpful thank you so much to everybody over in ace europe yo is a friend of the podcast and has been on a couple times so well what we take well while we're mentioning other team members and, and taking a quick break um there are also some other teams on this this international trip besides communication and parks and i just want to thank them also um the lodging team has been headed up by nicole wilson she has just been amazing at getting these hotels and her team has been so helpful corey isatu i don't know if that's how he says his last name is in charge of our 
coaches and our plane fare. So he's had a big job. They went out and, and got a lot of different quotes for the coaches and are working with the coach company now. And one member of his team was able to um, get all our airline tickets. And so that was a big part of, of what they did. And we have a swag team headed up by Betsy Hammond, who are the people who designed our trip logo and who will be purchasing all the t-shirts. Um, and then they will also be designing a lanyard and the name badges that we have. And there'll be some other surprises from them coming along too. Ooh. So we also thank all the other, and Vanessa has a team also that works with her as does Jimmy have other people with him too. So and we really have a great, great group of people that have been so instrumental in getting this trip going. That's what it takes, right? To put something like this together. This is no small feat at all. And so Plopsaland, and then we go back to the hotel, and then we're headed to? Yes, the next day is Walibi, Belgium. Um, this is a park that is on the south side of Brussels. Uh, the highlights for this park include Conda, which is a new, I believe it was built in 2021, Intamin Coaster. That is a ton of fun. They also have uh, Tiki Waka, which is a Gerslauer bobsled coaster that uh, is very pretty to look at and you can like walk right underneath it it goes like over a pathway which is uh which is super fun um they also have a uh, wood coaster loop guru although i don't recall riding that when i went over there but i digress it says that it is there so i will take it toward maybe it was shut down when we did not make it there but um yeah will be belgium will be uh our park for that day we're we're thinking of ERT there as well, still working on that, but a very, very fun park to say the least. Very cool. And then for those keeping track, this is a park a day. There are no breaks here, correct? Correct. Woo, just park, 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 park. I mean, this is the dream. <laughs> That's why we have a 13-year-old age limit. Now you're understanding, I think. And and Vanessa, Vanessa and Sherry, um, have you guys been to Willie B. Belgium? Yes. I have not. You have not? I was going to say, Sherry, does anything uh, stick out at Willie B. Belgium for you? I was there in 2002. I can't remember oh, what oh. I had saw yesterday. <laughs> I, I'm on RCDB, and yeah, you wouldn't recognize the park, so okay. I think so. Yeah, I expect it to all be different. And so then we're going back to the same hotel? Back at the same hotel. Back at the same hotel, nice. And then the next day is? So next up is Baba Yonland and Toverland. That's two parks on one day for Thursday, July 11th. So we go to Baba Yonlin first. Baba Yonlin is named after a like famous cowboy in like Belgian like media sort of thing, and his name was Baba Yon. And he, it's so it's like their Dollywood, maybe. Okay. Sort of. Okay. Ish. Um, if anybody else here who has been there would like to chime in on, on the comparisons to Dollywood, but uh, but yeah, they have uh, they have Fury, which is a Gerslauer Infinity coaster. That is a coaster that you get to choose. At least when I was there, you got to choose whether you went through the course forward or backward. Oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that feature still exists, but there are buttons on the restraints that you get to pick. And it's like a majority rule thing. They also have like, at least when I was there, they had two lines that uh, like one would be like forward only. And then like the other one was it could be forward or backward. So that's a that's a pretty unique uh, thing there. They also have uh, they have two flumes. They are also home to one of, I believe, three Vacoma swinging turns, which was Vacoma's sort of attempt at a uh, 
at uh, at their like aero suspended coaster. I think there's only like two of them that have ever been done. It's weird. I've ridden it. Um, I would describe it as weird, but uh, weird can be a lot of fun. So we they like also weird. they also have uh, what was the other one called? I believe it's a Revolution, which is the longest train I think I've ever been on. Um, it's a single train with 30 cars, and it's two to a row. So it's 60 per train. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's it's massive. Um, it's an indoor ride. It's super fun. But Bobby Yonland is, uh, it like, there's a certain quirkiness to it that I think a lot of people will enjoy. They have some really good dark rides there um, as well. And then, so this is, this is kind of where we do that split. So for that... Thursday, July 11th, Bobby Yonlin in the morning with the ERT in the morning. And then we will drive from Bobby Yonlin over to Toverland um, and stay at Toverland until until close. And Toverland is a relatively new um, park. I think they've, they've maybe been open less than 10 years, um, maybe like 10, 20 years or something like that. They've been around. It's it's definitely very much a, 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 a newer park, but the highlight ride there is Troy the uh, GCI wooden coaster. They also have Phoenix, which is a B&M wing coaster that has a really cool pre-show, not to spoil anything too much there. And we will be spending the rest of the day there before we end our evening. I believe, where is that? Is that uh, Dusseldorf? Is that where the next lodging is? Dusseldorf, yes. So it looks like the morning of this of the 11th, the Babajanlin and Toverland, uh, we check out of the hotel, go to these two parks and then end over in Dusseldorf at the new hotel mm-hmm. and wake up the next day and go to we go to movie park germany movie park germany which and and uh, you know not to like get too nerdy with everybody here but um like uh, throughout this trip like there are some really kind of one off things like i mentioned with bobby onland and that weird vacoma swinging thing that's a little bit different in like the 60 some seater train um movie park germany is home to a premier rides woody oh yeah i didn't know that they made them until i went there um i believe which one is it it is bandit bandit the bandit yes yes bandit it was actually it was an rcc uh it was an rcca build but it has premier rides trains so for the clarity point there um you can now tell all your friends like did you know premier rides actually made a wood coaster train no, I did not, and you can impress them. But other things that are fun there include Van Helsing's Factory, which is one of those Gershlauer Bobs that's indoors, which is super fun. Uh, for all of our Trekkies out there, you can go on the deck, or oh, the Trekkies are going to come at me so hard. Um, whatever. Enterprise. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I know the Enterprise, but what, whatever, like the main captain area thingamajigger space is, you get to like see that. Of the Enterprise. So get nerdy, Trekkies. Um, there's also a coaster there. It's made by Mock and yeah. But the pre-show of it was really cool and it's super fun. Um, there is also a log flume themed to Door the Explorer. Um, there is uh, Excalibur, which in my opinion is the single best um, raft ride, rapids ride anywhere. I adore really? that thing. It is awesome. I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it's okay. awesome. Um, and you should love it. And if you don't, we can't be friends. So those oh. are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. All right. We'll need full report. So we're spending the whole day at Movie Park Germany. 
Yes, we are, and the, they they anticipate to ha- like they're anticipating to close at about six seven o'clock. So after that, uh, we will go back to our hotel in Dusseldorf, um, and that evening, uh, because it is a little bit of an earlier one, you might have a little bit of time on your hands there. But after that, the next big day and trip will be Fantasialand the next day. Fantageland. I know yes. everybody was, are we going to Fantageland? Oh, yeah, no, we 100% <laughs> are. And when I, when I said Efteling is my second favorite park, Fantageland is my first. Um, it's fantastic in every way possible. Um, and uh, Terran is fantastic. Chiapas is the best flume ever. Um, they even have a great rapids ride where, oh, one other caveat. So you may be thinking rapids rides. Um, and you're scared and you get soaked. Here's the thing. The American ones soak you. Generally speaking, there are some exceptions to the rule. Generally speaking, European rapids slash raft rides, you stay fairly dry on them. What? How can that be? They're not the soakers. Like, they're not the, oh, my goodness, I need to go and change my clothes sort of wetness. Now, if there's like 10 people on a boat, maybe one person ends up like that. But it's far from a guarantee like some of the stuff in the States is. So okay. when you're so thinking... We're not like going under those huge waterfalls where like absolutely everybody... Oh, oh, oh they, they make it look like you are. And then they like messes with you a bit. But um, yeah, the uh, everything is fantastic about Fantageland. They have an indoor drop tower. They have one of the craziest mine rides out there. Uh, I believe it is Mamba is one of the best B&M inverts out there. Uh, they have fun dark rides. And I love this park. Somebody please talk about it besides me because I can keep going on forever. Just make sure you have your good walking shoes on that day. There's a lot of steps, a lot of climbing, but it's really fun. Oh, I forgot. Fly. The really, really popular Vacoma Flying Dutchman. And no, not the painful one that you're used to here in the U.S. Like the brand new, it's, it's absolutely awesome Flying Dutchman. Very cool. Yeah, that's new. It's like the past like three years or something, right? Mm-hmm. So with uh, with Fantageland, there's all these themed areas. So Fly, the flying coaster there, is themed to a. Uh, it's called a Rooksburg, and it's just about like invention and stuff. And then Black Mamba is in a sort of like uh, Moroccan or African sort of themed area. Chiapas is like the centerpiece attraction of. You know, like a, I think it's like South America or like Central America sort of area. So there's all the themed areas. Oh, and the, uh, so you know when your family sends you that cool ride where there's like flames and stuff coming up? It's the, it's one of the top spins, you know, like the one where they like, oh my God, have you seen this? All of your non-coastery family members? Yes. That's at this park. (laughs) So when they send you that for the 15th time, in the last five years, you can finally tell them, yes, I rode that. Leave me alone. <laughs> that is here. That's very exciting. That's very mm-hmm. exciting. Yes, I rode this. And what happens after Fantasialand? After Fantasialand, we will uh, go and stay in a hotel. And then the next morning, we will go to Holiday Park. Holiday Park is home to the very, very famous Expedition G-Force. G-Force. And we will have ERT in the morning on that. So you shall have all of the G-Force 
in your life that you need. <laughs> How uh, much G-force does one need? You know, it really is a personal preference. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was a fan of G-force. I actually, like, personally, I had to, like, find a certain way to, like, sit in the train so that, like, the restraint didn't hit my thigh. But, again, that's just a me thing. Um, so, but with ERT, you kind of get to figure it out, you know. It's not just one ride. You can... Right, it four or five times. Get a feel for it. See how you like it, where you like to sit, all the good times there. But, uh, yeah, so Holiday Park has G-Force. It's a, it's a little bit spaced out of a park. They're, after G-Force, they do have a couple other coasters, and there are a couple uh, fun flat rides there. But it isn't an all-day park, so we are actually um, going to be leaving in the middle of the day to go to Europa Park. Europa yeah. Park. Okay. So we're yes. only doing a half day at Europa Park? Uh, no, no, we are doing a half day on that one day, but then we will follow it with two full days. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's two and a half days at Europa Park. Um, that's why I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. This makes sense. Great. I could, I, like, I could go on again about Europa. I believe that there are 12 coasters there. It is uh, home to the Mock family. The Mocks own the park. Uh, Mock being the, the famous, uh, the famous roller coaster manufacturer. There's just so much to Europa. There's a reason we're spending two and a half days there. Um, and as it was mentioned earlier, they do also have a very, very new water park. Uh, that is a separate add-on ticket if you do want to add that. But with two and a half days there, it's something that we feel, you know, we know that some people are definitely going to want all two and a half days there to ride the coasters. But two and a half days is is going to be a good amount of time to, to get through Europa. Highlights of Europa include a Wodan Timber Coaster, which is a GCI Woody there that is fantastic um, basically if if you've looked up whatever mock has made in their existence it's basically here um, they have uh, they have a water coaster there um, they have Euromir which is a spinner on uh, a pretty iconic ride for them there is a mock bobsled there there is a blue fire mega coaster which is a launch coaster that is a ton of fun um, yes I could go on about this park again, but does anybody else have thoughts on Europa? Well, don't forget the brand new Voltron coaster. Oh, yeah. Wait, Voltron Voltron? Like the robot Voltron? It's actually based on Nikola Tesla. Oh, There's actually okay. going to be giant yeah. Tesla towers oh. as part of the ride, and it's a multi-launch coaster. But it's going to be brand new next year. I think technically it's it's a brand new like style and model model of coaster from Mach. It's it'll be a first of its of its kind. Eighty nine attractions at this park. Yeah, eighty nine attractions, twelve coasters. Yeah, two and a half days. Now I understand. Mm -hmm. Now it makes a lot of sense. Sherry, what do you think is a comparable park to Europa? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it it's just so big. There's 12 coasters right now, but they do expect two more to open in 2024. So we hope that they'll be open when we get there. Yes, by July, do it. <laughs> it's just a beautiful park. I think I was there in the fall last time, and I've never. I they used they brought in truckload upon truckload of pumpkins. It was just amazing what they just did with the decorations and and the and the scenery and and how they decorate that park was. It's just beautiful. That sounds amazing. Can we take a little pause right here? I think this is a good time to talk about um, language barrier. And if someone has never, someone, let's say, from the United States who has never traveled uh, outside of the country, um, how difficult is it to go to a park 
like a Europa Parker, like any of these, and not have this be uh, the language that you speak? Should they start practicing Duolingo now? Well, I find that most people in this part of Europe know some English. They won't speak it to you, but they understand you. And it's, you can make yourself known. It's not, mm-hmm. I, think, I think buying food is probably the most challenging when you want to buy lunch, but I've, I've always managed to get through it and managed to um, either find somebody to help you, but I think a lot of the people speak English these days, especially in the bigger parks. Mm-hmm. I find I the most helpful phrase to learn is, do you speak English? If you can walk up to somebody and ask, do you speak English? Usually they'll say yes, and then you can just ask them in English. Yeah, and one thing I'd add too, like, so I've, I've been to, you know, I think all the parks here, except for one or one or two of them. And uh, in the parks themselves, like, English is pretty common. Um, a lot of staff will will know it. Um, and even if they don't, like, the, the Dutch honestly speak better English than, than we do. Where we're going in Belgium is like not so much the French part. So again, it's a lot of, it's a lot of English available there. Western Germany, like where we're going to be, there's a lot of, there's a lot of English. So it isn't necessary to know a local language. I, I'll say like personally, like a, a simple thing, if I, I think it goes a long way with, with, you know, staff and locals in Europe. If you could, if you could just, even if you just know like, hello, thank you, you know, goodbye, um, and even a phrase, you know, like if, if you could just know one phrase in German, you know, if you could say, I, I, I only speak English, if you could say that phrase in German, there's so much goodwill that is built up. You'll be surprised at like how open some people will be to you just by, you know, putting forth that little effort. It goes a long way. So if you could learn 10 words, it's helpful, but it's not necessary. Great advice. It's also, there's a translate translator apps that you can download, especially if you go to a restaurant outside of the parks that, doesn't, that don't have English on their menus, that you can translate them on your phone these days, too. Mm-hmm. Google Translate. Yeah, mm-hmm. Google Translate is a godsend. Um, yeah. And you, and you could also, like, if, if you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to get an internet package or something over there, you could download um, the languages on your phone ahead of time on Google Translate. So if you just download German, uh, Dutch, and, and uh, Belgian, you'll, you'll be squared away. German, Dutch, and Belgian. Got it. In Belgium, they speak Dutch. Yeah, well, but they, well, because there's there's the there's the Flemish side, and then there's like the French side. I don't know what they speak. In they Belgium. speak a lot of languages and Polish too. Don't forget. Joe speaks English, so that that's right. good for me. So. We'll just keep keep you around. Which brings me to my next question uh, for some of our East Europe members who might be listening, um, and who you know maybe they live in the area and they're not available to go on the whole trip, but they might be able to show up on a day that Acers are at one of these parks. Is that something that we're that's okay and kosher? Like, is, are we all right with that? Are we happy about that? Or is that kind of? I'd I'd love for you to speak to this. We kind of run these trips sort of like Coaster Con is run. I mean, you know, if you're not signed up and part of the trip, you don't get included into the ERT or into the meals. But if you just want to come and hang out and ride during the day, during normal operating hours, that's great. 
Good. I'm just I just wanted to make sure that that was yeah. clear. Or if someone's listening and oh they miss registration, but oh they want to come to a couple parks and you know try and show up or something like that, just to know that you know you won't be shunned, you won't be pushed away, <laughs> but you might not be able to be involved. You will not be able to be involved uh, in the things that people have prepaid for. Um, all right, so we've done two and a half days at Europa Park. And we've still got two days left. Yes, because after Europa Park, what should you do? You should drink wine. And that's why you go to Tripstrill. So the following <laughs> park, uh, we will be at Tripstrill. Um, if you look it up, it, there is some very difficult to pronounce German word. I think it's called like Erlebnis Park. It's basically amusement park in German. I don't know how to spell it, but that's why we just call it Tripstrill, because it's amusement park Tripstrill. But anyways, uh, Tripstrill is legitimately probably like the most beautiful uh, amusement park I have been to. Uh, it is situated on top of like a hill and you're looking down into a valley. It is wine country. There is legitimately a winery where you can go get samples in the park on what? property. It is their thing. It is gorgeous there. Um, notable rides. The again, one that, uh, that you may know is uh the log flume that they have there, it is uh, it, it is themed to the, I believe it's like the Roman baths. So if you've seen that log flume where you're going around in a bathtub and not everybody and like the animatronics in the ride are super clothed, that is that park. It's acceptable in Germany. Yes. 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 And, and, and I want to add one thing about, about the um, wine is that on this trip, those with children that are 13 to two. 18, the um, liquor license laws in, in all these countries vary greatly, so it's going to be up to the parents to supervise their children as as to the drinking. Watch your kids. Yes, Watch yes. your kids because they will serve wine to young children and, and, and beer at, you know, 10 and 12 and 15. I, I don't know what the cutoffs are in the countries, but I know it's much younger than our, our it is here. So some other highlights, uh, and a very good point, uh, Sherry. So some other highlights include Mammut, which is another wooden coaster uh, that you don't see exactly a ton over here. I don't even know who made it, but it's nothing that you've ridden, ridden over here beforehand. Of note, this wooden coaster, if you remember that, uh, that, that, uh, that image of the guy who built um, like roller skates that attached to the coaster track and he went in in like a, like, a, like a ski suit sort of thing on it, that was this ride. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so if you look, if you look back in like those old textbooks or whatever, that was this ride, uh, and it's okay. at this park. Um, then there is also a, there's a Gerslauer and Findy coaster there that I can never remember. It's Caracho or Caracho or something like that, but it is a ton of fun. Um, they have a, a Gerslauer bobsled, and you may have noticed, like I've mentioned those a few times at all the parks. It's because we don't have them here in the states, and they're super fun. So fun! Oh. These are the things that, you know, stick out because mm -hmm. uh, this is the type of thing if you're looking for something different, something out of the norm, you know, yes. just leave your comfort zone. <laughs> and, and, for, and for those flume folk, they do have a kitty flume um, that they will not let you ride because... I, oh, I okay. might have tried it and uh, I Sunk was just... to the bottom? No? No, 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 no. Like, I didn't know much German, but when, when he's like, no, 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 only Kinder. Kinder. Kinder is children in German. I found that out. So, um, yeah. No no sorry, baby Jimmy. no baby flume. Sorry, Jimmy. If you're an adult. Sorry. To hear sorry. That. Yeah. <laughs> 
And the last day is the, la- the last day. So uh, with uh, so we'll be at Tripsville all day, and then we are going. Uh, to stay one night in a hotel. So we we will check out of the hotel after our two and a half days at Europa Park. So we check out uh, from Europa Park the the morning after our two and a half days, and we leave for Tripstrill, and then we stay at another hotel. And then we pack everything up again, and we go visit Legoland Deutschland, which the highlight there is they have a new B&M wing coaster, which will be super fun. <laughs> Uh, and if you're a Lego person, you will obviously very, very much enjoy all of the all of the Lego-y stuff at Legoland uh, Deutschland. And then after that, we will be dropping you off at the airport and wishing you well. No, no, and no, you're no, on your totally. own. Yeah, <laughs> good, good luck. No, uh, but yeah, so we will be we'll be at Legoland Deu- uh, Legoland Deutschland early in the day, and then we will be leaving early to get us to the airport in Munich, where. Right. Our adventure will end for some and continue for others. Let's talk about the continuation. So that's on the 18th, if that's where your main trip ends. If you are joining on for the Poland side, then you've got a few more days. Mm -hmm. And what happens after everybody gets dropped off in Munich? So we drop everybody off. So like if if you are just doing the first, uh, the, the, the main portion of the trip, from there, we'll we'll drop you off, and I believe we don't have any hotels scheduled or anything there. So, like, there's there's no lodging there for that night, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Sherry? That is yes. There are no hotel arrangements for that night, but there are, are airport hotels right right at the airport or within a shuttle of of the airport that you can stay out that night. Mm-hmm. But you're so, on your own for those. Yeah. So, if you are joining us uh, for the remainder of the trip, then we will be getting on a flight. Yes, that is right. Ace Air. Ace, Ace Air lives. Air. <laughs> yes. So all all of those jokes about Ace Air and the private jet that we all fly around—it's not private, but by golly, we're going to be on a jet as a bunch of acers. So we will be going to Poland from there. So the flight will leave from Munich, and you will end up in. Krakow, Poland. And once we get to Krakow, we will stay at the hotel, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Sherry, is connected directly to the airport. Yes, it's within walking distance of the airport. Perfect. We actually have two flights going out of Munich because we could not get all on one flight because none of the airlines would sell us that many tickets. So one of the flights is a nonstop. It will go through Warsaw and then on to Krakow. And one flight is a direct flight from Munich to Krakow. And we will make the decision as to who will be on what flights. We'll just assign flights for people. And there'll be the, the people that are going to go to Warsaw will leave a little earlier than the direct flight. So they probably will have time for a quick dinner in, in Warsaw while they change flights. And the people that are going on the direct flight can have dinner in the Munich airport and then fly direct to Warsaw and fly direct to Krakow. The flights land within 20 or 25 minutes of each other. So pretty oh, much at no, the same time. So it won't be a big deal. That's the best we could do as far as getting flights, you know, about the same time. So there'll be a little little extra time in Munich for some, but that's what we had to make the plan for. Let me me tell you, renting a plane or two is not easy. (laughs) (laughs) You're correct. Yeah. 
And you may be thinking, oh, why are we taking a plane? We looked at taking a bus. It was like a 10-hour bus ride to get to Poland. So, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, this was really our best option. <laughs> but we also looked at trains, and there was a train that we could take. But we had to change trains twice during the middle of the night. Ooh. Yeah, and it was in Austria, I think, as well. Yeah, where wow. yeah. So it's not yeah, like we yeah. we did explore a lot of other options before we we made the decision that we would fly. And and I would also like to add. So we did we did see the the survey. I believe it was after one of the one of the conventions about what you're looking for in the international trip. And everybody said Poland. So one way or another, we got you to Poland. Um, and we're going to get you there. Well, thanks for listening to the survey, and and you you got us there. So now we're there. We're in Krakow. We're at the airport. Where are we going? We're going to Legendia. We're going to Legendia. Yeah, Same the... day as that we get in, or are we check no, into the no, hotel. No, 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 no. Or... no you're no, gonna okay. you're gonna want to go to sleep. So okay, uh, yeah. You fly in. You you uh, you get into Krakow. You go to bed, and the good news is we're staying at the same hotel the entire time in Poland. So you won't have to worry about repacking or anything like that. But um, so the next morning we will be waking up and going to Legendia. Legendia is home to Lek Coaster. Um, I think we'll be there a good portion of the day, um, not the entire day, because there uh, it is. So if you're familiar with the kind of the map area there, um, Legendia is a smaller park. I believe it has uh, three creds that are currently running. I think they're working on maybe another one. Hard to say, but um, they do have. They currently have three operating coasters per RCDB. So we will be going there and then we will be leaving midday and afterwards we will be heading to Energylandia. So this is the, uh, this is another one of those two parks one day sort of thing. So Friday morning we go to Legendia, halfway point we switch over to Energylandia where we'll be there for the remainder of that evening. And then we will drive back to our hotel at the Krakow airport and we will then the following day, Saturday the 20th, go back to Energylandia so you can have a full day there. And all of the, I think there's some, 18 credits are there. Five or six of them, I'm pretty sure, are kitty creds, but there are a lot of fun coasters there. Um, but if you are a kitty cred getter, um, this is your heaven. <laughs> 17 coasters, I'm seeing. 18, I think, right? 18. Oh, is it 18? There's 17 plus two under construction right now. Oh, got it. Okay. Wow. And 75 active attractions. Yeah. So a I, day and a half. I was going to say, I have not been there. Has anybody else been there? I have. I have Tell been. us, Sherry. Yes. What? <laughs> they, have, they have some of the most unique systems because it's like oh, the whole thing is a brand new park. And one of their best systems is their locker system where you buy a bracelet for the whole day for the lockers and on your queue on the way in, you just put your arm into where it scans your bracelet, They it opens a locker, you put your things in the locker, you go ride and coming back out, you come on the back side of the lockers and you grab your things on the way out. Yeah, It's very efficient and you use, you use the same wristband that you can buy one wristband for the whole day, which is, oh, which is really, so you don't have to stop and keep you know, trying to to rent lockers at every ride. So any of the rides that recover require them are very very um, friendly to use. And so some of the uh, some of the highlight attractions at Energylandia include Zadra, which is an RMC iBox track, and there is also Hyperion, which is an Intamin Mega Coaster. They also have 
I believe, what is it, Formula, which is one of the new Vacomas. Did you, was that there when you uh, were there, Sherry? Yes. How would you describe that ride? We really liked it. I remember that because we went back and rode it again. Because I've ridden, I've ridden uh, some of the, like, uh, newer Vacoma uh, Phonix on the, uh, front Ace Europe's uh, Summerfest this past year. And we absolutely adored that thing. Um, I kind of, it kind of reminds, like, think so a good comparable in the states here would maybe be something like uh like maverick i think that's probably the probably the best comparable would you say that could be yeah so think of uh vacoma but not like the vacoma you're used to here in the united states like good vacoma over in europe and they're coming over here soon but uh yeah so kind of a maverick type ride um like I said, it's, uh, I believe it's six really large coasters and then a, a lot of kiddie coasters there. But it's just a, it's a massive park with a lot of uh, high end rides, and yeah, that'll be that'll be our last park. And they have a water park with a very unique lift hill system, where it gets you to the top of the the ride. Where it, I can't explain it, but it's very unique and you have to ride it. So. It's it sounds it sounds scary, like unique lift hill on a water. Like, yeah. Am I going to be okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's okay. very cool. Nice. And so then or I'm guessing we're back to the hotel to sleep. And then the next morning is there transportation to the hotel, uh, to the, excuse me, to the airport or? We're at the airport. Oh, we're right at the airport. That's right. So oh, don't <laughs> we're at the it. airport. So you can go have breakfast and then you can do, you know, plan the rest of their day is yours. We're done. <laughs> Amazing. Vanessa's kind of been quiet a little bit. We've been talking about all park stuff here. Vanessa, I want to know what what is there anything that we've left out? Anything that you want to mention or say that um, that you're the most excited about or that you want everybody to know? Vanessa, Vanessa, can you jump on one thing about um, you don't have to have a roommate when you sign up and you can sign up for a double room? Sure. Yes. Uh, that's a good point. Um, so if you are planning to go on the trip and you don't have a roommate, but you want one, um, when you register for the trip, you can, uh, there is an option where you, where you can sign up as a double, but then indicate that you are looking for a roommate. And then uh, if you do have your roommate already, you can put in your roommate's name. If you don't have your roommate, you can just put in the gender of the roommate that you would like to stay with, and we will do our best to pair you up. Amazing. That's so great. That's I know that's a relief to many, I'm sure. So thanks for taking care of that. It's just another thing you're going to be taking care of for us. So thank you for handling that. And then Sherry, how about you? Any last words or thoughts that you want everybody to know? Our, our biggest rule. Do you want to hear what our biggest rule is on the trip? It's yes. when we tell you to be somewhere, don't be late. <laughs> <laughs> and I yes. hear that so many times because we only can have the coaches for so many hours a day and we want to get the best use we can out of the coaches. So when we tell you the wheels are going to be moving at those on those coaches at eight o'clock in the morning, you better be on it and in your seat. Because because you're going to cut into our own ERT. If you if you're late, we're going to keep 196 people looking for you, and that's not fair to everybody else. Right. And, exactly. and after after those people look for you, we will leave you. Well, <laughs> I've always told them yeah. that usually the the coach captains will get together and they will vote on whether we leave you or we wait for you. Oof. 
And and FYI, I will always vote to leave you. That's my. That's what I always tell them. I will always yeah, vote yeah. to leave you. We will not wait for you. So it's really important that you you know listen to the instructions, and be sure you're where you're supposed to be on time. Either either leaving in the morning or getting back on the coach when we're leaving the park, because we if if we cut into the driver's time off, they're going to take it out on us the next morning. So we of might course. be missing an ERT. Oof! Yeah. yeah. No one wants that. So it's really important that people really pay attention to the time schedule and and their instructions for the day. That being said, if somebody does want to skip a day, they're tired and, and maybe they just choose to, to stay in and go to sleep or they're not feeling well, That's they can do that. There's just, you know, it's prepaid. We're not changing hotels. Yeah, right, saying, yeah. right. I mean, you can, you can do it. It just depends on how comfortable you are with train and bus travel to like try to meet back up with us. Right. You're on your own. You're on your own. The best thing is if we're ever going to go out at night after we get back to a hotel and go find something to eat or go down to the local bar is make sure you know the name of the hotel that you need to get back to. So if you need to get an Uber or you need some help finding it, you have the name of it. I recommend you get a business card from the hotel and take it with you when you go out. Brilliant. These are all great tips. Jimmy, if people have questions that we didn't cover on here or anything individual how how should they reach out i do not know that answer <laughs> we have we have an email if you have questions it's trips at aceonline.org trips at aceonline.org is where you need to send an email and they go to vanessa and i and we will get to kind of whoever gets to them first will answer them and if we can't we will find an answer for you got it ACER's registration opens for the international trip on January 17th, 2024, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, that's p.m., not a.m. And the registration link will be posted at ridewithace.com under events calendar. So make sure you go ahead and look for the ACE uh, international trip. It's in the July area of events. That's where you're going to find it. And of course, check out the Facebook page. And I just wanted to say thank you so much to our three guests today on the podcast for being here and for all of this is a lot of information, a lot going out, but hopefully uh, this what, what you've done today and by showing up and, and saying this to everybody is really help them prepare and help them know everything they need to know. So thank you all. Thank you so much for being here and for all that you're doing. We look forward to seeing you all soon. I'm excited for the trip, and I hope you are too. And to all of you listeners, we don't want you to miss the registration for any upcoming ACE events, so make sure you're checking the website ridewithace.com under the events calendar regularly, but also follow ACE everywhere you consume your social media. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars if you can, rate and review. And if you have any questions, comments, or podcast episode pitches for us, please reach out to podcast at aceonline.org. Thanks for listening. Hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit ridewithace.com for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.